Hello and welcome to Automators, the podcast where we talk about how to automate your technology to do your work for you. Ta-da! Uh, my name is Rosemary Orchard and I'm joined as always by David Sparks. Hey David, how are you today? I am great, Rose. Uh, so happy to be talking to you today. It's the holidays and we've got some very cool and useful automation to share today. So we it's, do. it's a win-win. Yeah, we figured it was time to, you know, focus on some of these things. And oh, maybe talk I, about I focus see what you modes. did there. I see what you yeah. did. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, focus modes came with iOS 15. It turns out you can automate stuff with them. Who knew? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we talked about it on the show when it was first announced. But now that it's been out a few months, um, I know I'm using it daily. And I think, Rose, you are too. So we thought oh, yeah. it'd be fun to kind of... Now that it's out there, go through what it's good for, what it's bad for, and how, how we're using it. And uh, we're going to get deep and dirty with our focus modes throughout this episode today. So hopefully we, we can inspire you to try a few of these yourself. Yeah, yeah. And the one question I've heard time and time again from various friends and family members are, what are these focus modes anyway? Because, of course, people have just been using Do Not Disturb. And Do Not Disturb still exists. So you know, people are wondering perhaps why would you use a focus mode over do not disturb? And at the very least for me, David, it means that I can say, hey, you know, when I'm doing this kind of thing, I'm happy to let these people talk to me, but none of the other people. Um, and that is a really good start for how I got into focus modes, because while I'm working, I would like for work people to be able to contact me, my podcasting uh, co-hosts to contact me. And, you know, some some very close friends and family, but not anybody else. But when I'm doing other things like podcasting, I don't want all those people to be able to talk to me. And that was where I started falling down the rabbit hole of this is going to be incredibly useful. Yeah. And if you were in that camp where you're like, this is just a rebranded do not disturb, that's not correct. Um, yeah. This is really do not disturb plus because it really gives you a lot more control in multiple dimensions. It gives you control over what can disturb you. Cause I mean, do not dis disturb is it's a one or a zero, you know, either everything yeah. gets in or nothing gets in. Um, mm -hmm. Whereas with this, you can actually dial that in where you, certain apps can get through. And also it's a plus in the sense that it allows you to make exceptions for people. Um, yeah. So you can decide who gets through and that by adding the, you know, that degree of um, customizability, it allows you as the user to actually focus on things and use do not disturb plus more often or what they call focus mode. Because in the past, like I would not turn on, well, I would turn on do not disturb when I was podcasting, but it was always a this harrowing thing because like, uh, what if we're interviewing someone from Apple and Steven's texting me about the question we should ask but it's getting kicked back to him with do not disturb because mm -hmm. you know, that that's what happens when you turn on something, which is a much of a blunt instrument as do not disturb. And, and focus mode gives you a lot more granularity and um, it is way better. Yes. Yes. And it, it starts with just, you know, let certain apps um, send me notifications or let certain people send me notifications from whichever app they're coming from, which is really handy. So for example, if you're in my favorites, if you message me on Slack, then I'll get that the same as if you message me on iMessage because I've whitelisted you. But equally, if, um, you know, if I just want to say whitelist iMessage for a while, then I can whitelist the messages app and I'll get 
everything from messages, which in some focus modes is what I want to do and in other focus modes is very definitely not. Um, but notifications are a really small part of the puzzle, um, it turns out, because it, it you know, think you think do not disturb it's about your notifications but it's also about focus as the name implies and one of my favorite features that came with focus modes and this is only available on the iphone and the ipad is uh the home screens being able to choose specific home screens to show um in different focus modes is brilliant um so what i've done for years is have or since since this became available i think that might have been ios uh, 13, I want to say, is if you tap and hold on the dots at the bottom of your home screen, um, then you jump into a, a pages view where you can have and you can rearrange your pages as well so that you can have multiple pages and show them um, at different times, basically, um, when you want. And I had a travel page that for ages was just always hidden and it would just be turned on when I needed it. But now I can have a whole bunch of extra home screens and toggle most of them off most of the time and switch to the one that I need for the focus mode. So my work one just shows me Outlook and Slack and a few other things. Um, But my podcasting one shows me a completely different set of applications, which I love. Yeah, and, you know, kind of getting back to the idea of focus... Your home screen is a great focus trigger for you. Like if you look at your home screen and you see nothing there but reading apps, you know, Apple Books, Kindle, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, your notes app, um, you're like, oh, I should be reading right now because that's what my phone is giving me. And whereas if you look at it and you see, you know, your personal apps like photos or, you know, things you do on your downtime it encourages you to do your personal stuff and not work. Or if you look at it yeah. and you see all your work apps and it encourages you to work. And this is um, a feature like Rose said, has been on the, uh, the mobile devices for a while by, and like she said, you just hold and tap on the little like center section below the apps and then you can do it. And like Rose, I've had a couple of these over the years that I, that I kept, but I think it really comes into its own with focus mode because you know, the idea of focus mode is it kind of takes over your device and pushes you in a healthy direction for whatever it is you've chosen you're going to do in that moment. And, you know, there's there's a, like an intentionality element to this and there's, a, you know, there's a focus element to it. And you're right. In addition to controlling who gets through to you or what apps, it also helps give you a nudge to do the right thing at the right time. Yes, yes. And I think that is it, isn't it? It's about allowing us to be more intentional with our devices and how we use them. So, the, you know, if you want to, example, not be encouraged to use your phone, then one of the features you can turn on is the dimmed home screen. Um, and so your home screen gets that sort of black overlay, just like it gets in the sleep focus mode. Um, and, you know, all of the things like that which contribute to how we feel about our devices in a specific moment. But, you know, it leads into better worth work uh, results, at least some of the time, uh, not all the time. You know, uh, it, it's not one of those magic features, unfortunately, but it does definitely help because I, I pick up my phone um, and after I swipe out of the application that I've, uh, you know, used, I see, oh, wait, you know, if it's during the working day, then I'll probably see Outlook. Um, or similar. And all of that is incredibly helpful for making sure that I get the things done that I want and need to do. Yeah. And there are some minor quibbles we have with focus mode. We're going to get to that in a minute, but 
I think the overall statement I want to say about focus mode is that it really works. Um, yes. You know, sometimes Apple does release half-baked features where it was like some idea that didn't get really completed or um, all the, you know, dots didn't get connected. Focus mode largely is a complete feature. And impressively, it's a complete feature on all of the platforms. So like before we started the show today, I set my podcast focus mode. I'm going to tell you about that later in the show, but I'm sitting here looking at my Mac and I look in the upper corner and the podcast focus mode is turned on on my Mac. So it, it just populates all the way down from the Apple yeah. watch to the biggest Mac pro. You're going to have a consistency of focus mode across your devices. Yes. And you don't have to enable that, but I definitely considered it a very good reason to upgrade. Um, it was one of those things where I was kind of a little bit on the fence about it. Um, and then I realized, no, actually, I really do want everything syncing across all my devices so that the notifications that I get while I'm working on my work laptop are the same as the ones that I would get um, you know, on any device so that everything really is in sync together. And because they synchronize, that means that when I enable my podcasting focus mode on my Mac, everything else goes into my podcasting focus mode. Yeah. Um, and that does mean that I don't have accidental dings and pings and sounds from various devices because it just happens, which is great. And, you know, it's funny because that was a total no brainer for me. It's like, to me, it doesn't even work if you don't have it across everything because, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just, I, mean, I know that not everybody listening is making a podcast, but you know, a rookie mistake in a podcast is to be recording and have your phone start to make noises. And mm -hmm. this just solves that. But I mean, make the case Rose for not allowing it to sync between devices. Cause I, I never could see one, but it sounds to me like you had some ideas that it may not well, be. Well, I, I briefly considered it mostly because um, on my work machine, I didn't know if I should be upgrading straight away to Monterey, um, uh. if everything was going to go ahead and work. Um, and then I, I had, a you know, I realized I use a very small number of applications for work um, and Firefox obviously was going to work. And I just checked the others and went, yeah, like this is going to be fine. And honestly, if it isn't fine, I'm going to just find an alternative to these applications because I don't want to be held away from upgrading every year. Um, but the, the only other thing that I could think of is perhaps um, if you've got um, you know, uh, certain work applications and you do want to always get those notifications on your work device. Um, but you have those, for example, Teams installed on your phone as well. And you don't want to get notifications from Teams um, when you're in any of the other focus modes um, that that could be an argument for, because that way, you know, you, you pick up your work machine at I don't know, 9 p.m. for a work emergency of some kind. Hopefully you're you're not one of those people that has to do stuff on call. Um, but then you still get notifications from work applications, regardless of whether or not your sleep focus mode has started kicking in or something. Um, that could potentially be an argument in favor of not syncing them. But personally, I find I would much rather, you know, when I hop into a meeting at work, um, I, I have um, considered I've not yet got to creating a work meeting focus mode, uh, which I could then enable for an hour. Um, but um, yeah, it, that that is, you know, something that then, you know, you can you can uh, just do. So it, there, there's arguments for and against, but I think it's pretty much all in favor of for syncing across your devices. And also another point about focus mode is this is a feature that only Apple could bring. 
Um, Third party mm-hmm. apps don't have this power. Um, Basecamp yeah. famously was one of the early kind of web based collaborative apps that put in a, a downtime like feature in the app where they would put a thing in like after five o'clock. If, if anybody on your work base camp messaged you, it would auto respond, Hey, he's not around right now. And it would not deliver a notification to you with the idea mm-hmm. that you're off work. You should not be interrupted by work, which I think is a good, good feature, but you couldn't do that across all these apps and with the notification system and everything else on the, the iPhone, iPad and Mac, there's just no way to like universally block that stuff unless it comes from Apple. So Apple had to do this and they've done a really good job. I mean, this is like that Basecamp feature, but it's across all of your apps or all the apps you choose for it to be and across all of the people, except the people you choose to allow. And um, you can put up to 10 of them on your phone. I think I've got all 10 slots used rows, so I'm, I'm Mm -hmm. fully in, but the, uh, so you can really be really granular with this. And um, I don't know. I mean, the reason we're giving it a whole show is because I think this could be really um, life-changing and really help you work better with your technology. And I really want everybody to try this out. Yes, yes. I think it is one of those things that once you get started figuring this out, you'll quickly see other applications where you could use it. There is one tiny little thing that I have to uh, mention, David, because sure. I would really, really, really like Apple to fix this. Um, and I have filed feedback on this, to be clear. Um, and I'm sure other people have as well. By default, if you allow app- notifications from an application, then you allow notifications generally. And you cannot say, hey, allow notifications from this application only in this specific focus mode. So going back to the Teams example that I mentioned earlier, I can say, hey, yeah, allow Teams notifications in my work focus mode, but I can't block Teams notifications outside of a focus mode which kind of defeats the point of having a work focus mode if I have to enable my work applications there, but I still get work notifications the rest of the time. There, I have a solution for that. Um, and that is... You a, use a focus mode all the time? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Just turn on a focus mode that blocks it when you're not in work mode. And you can do that. Uh, another, There's a couple like little gotchas here you got to be careful of. And that that's one of them. I mean... Um, you know, when you don't have focus mode on, obviously everything gets through. And if you really want to control it, you almost need a focus mode at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another um, couple gotchas, I think, with this are um, it, it really is focused on letting it, you remember the story about the little little boy with the dike, you know, no. you heard the story. No. Maybe it's just an American thing. Like like there's a little boy. I think it was in Holland. You don't even say Holland, you're supposed to say Netherlands. Man, I'm yes. really out of it. But the uh, <laughs> but when I was a kid, it was, it was Holland to me. But there's a little boy, there's a big dike that blocks all the water, and he plugs the hole with his finger and saves the village, you know. But the the, the idea of focus mode is you're punching little holes. You, you cut everything out, and you punch mm-hmm. little holes to let specific apps or people in. Well, if you let an app in that is a lot of, got a lot of notifications involved, you're punching a big hole. I think a lot of people make the mistake of saying, well, I need to have messages. You know, I need to let mm-hmm. messages through. But then that means anybody who sends you a message is going to get through. Whereas if I block messages, but I let Rose through, if I let Rosemary Orchard, the person, anything yeah. she sends me through messages will come to me, but things other people send will not. So 
I think where you would think you want to block, you want to let messages in because you think, well, there's some messages I need to get. That's not the way you do it. Yeah. Instead, you're making the little hole in the dike, just letting specific people through. And I think you got to kind of get your head around that when you're setting these up. Yes, yes. And the so the other thing is, is um, if you an- allow a person, then if I call you and you've enabled me, then that'll go through. If I send you a message on Telegram or an email, that will come through. So essentially, you're just saying, hey, anything from Rosemary, consider it important. Um, but um, and, and that is really good. And it can be a little bit tricky to set up um, multiple people for a focus mode. And I actually have a little trick for that, which is um, if you tap on the allowed people, then in the top left, there's groups. And if you create groups for your contacts, then this makes it much easier because what you can do then is if you're in, if you look at, say, a group and I'm just going to pick, I think I'm going to pick my holiday card list, uh, David, because it's that time of year, then it's much easier to just go through and tap down and enable every single person in that group um which you know gets you you know everything you want unfortunately there is no allow everybody in this group um it would be really good if you could just say hey uh if they're in this group let them through but you can't do that um and on ios i've been using card hop to set up those groups um which has been great um but that that's how i've set up people rather than um specific applications because most of the time you're right it is specific applications that i'm after Yeah, it it really isn't that good at allowing large groups of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Another setting there that is available to you as you set up one of these is you can say allow VIPs. And I think that is one of the hacks to this. Like if you've got a group of people like Rose is a VIP on my list. And Mm -hmm. so I she can always get through any one of these that I allow her to get through on. Like when I'm doing like real focus work, I don't even let VIPs through. And I just carved really small holes. There's one for my wife and and one for each of my kids. But for a lot of my focus modes, I'm allowing VIPs through. And that saves me the trouble of having to ro- add rows manually every time. Um, yes. You know, whereas like... Oh, uh, yeah. I've just discovered. So when you're setting up uh, a new focus mode, which is something I can do because I have less than 10 focus modes, I can now <laughs> select a group of people to be able to come through. Um, and then when I tap done, it says uh, other people allow calls from and then the name of the group. And then um, you can allow application and to send you notifications. Um, and I'll say allow none and don't want to turn that on automatically. But I don't see this anywhere inside the notification settings. Uh, sorry, inside the focus mode settings. That is frustrating. Uh, I'm going to file some feedback on that because I think that's a little bit broken um, that you can set up a, fo- a group of people now when you uh, set up a focus mode, but you cannot set up, um, but you can't see that that group of people has been allowed. Uh, that seems yeah, weird. Yeah, I mean, they're circling the answer, but they're not quite at the answer yet. And Yes. Uh, you know, well, they'll get there. This is this is early days. And and once again, what, what I said earlier, I really meant, I feel like this feature is absolutely solid. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's easy. We nitpick at it, but I mean, I think that in general, the uh, it's a great feature. And, and as shipped, I'm very happy with it. But of course, I want more. Of course. Of course, we want more because we are uh, the automators and we want to automate all of the things and also to see what we have automated here. Um, Because sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes it's being able to see what you did that allows you to see, ah, there's where my problem is coming from um, rather than anything else. But yes, I am. uh, I'm really glad focus modes exist. 
And uh, they've, they're certainly making my life better, David. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Text Expander from our friends at Smile. Do you ever type the same thing over and over and over again? Whether it's customer support answers, sales emails, or document edits, typing things repetitively or using copy and paste can be a burden. That's where Text Expander comes in. With Text Expander, you and your team can keep your message consistent, save time and be more productive, and be accurate every time. The way we work is rapidly changing. Make work happen wherever you are by saying more in less time and with less effort using Text Expander. I was recently using Text Expander for the Secret Santa at work. It sounds really silly because I did have an FAQ, but people still emailed me with the questions. So being able to use Text Expander with a custom group just for the work Secret Santa was really useful. And I have to say, I love that it was so easy to set up. I typed all the things, so I already had them ready to copy and paste. And of course, it boosted my productivity by letting me send full paragraphs of text in seconds. And of course, I included a link to the FAQ every time. And as a listener of Automators, you can get 20% off your first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about TextExpander. That's textexpander.com slash podcast. Our thanks to TextExpander from Smile for their support of the show and Relay FM. All right. Right before the break, you mentioned the word automation and focus, and we are the Automators podcast. We need to cover that a little bit. Um, <laughs> it, uh, focus mode did ship with kind of thorough automation support. Um, yeah. Starting with shortcuts, I think, is probably the place to go. Um, a focus mode can be a target of a shortcut, which means you can have a shortcut that says, by the way, set this as the focus mode. Um, it can also be the source of a shortcut where you can um, run under the middle automation tab and shortcuts. You can use triggering of a focus mode as a trigger, just like you can use a time trigger or, a, yeah. you know, any of the many triggers we've talked about in the show in the past. Now, setting a focus mode as a trigger that will will fire off a shortcut. Um, yes. You want to talk about the state of those things where we're at right now? Well, I think, um, first of all, we should mention that inside of the settings application for focus mode, um, you can actually use, there's a turn on automatically feature where you can use times and also places um, to trigger it. And then there's a smart activation as well. And the advantage of using the location inside of the focus mode versus inside of shortcuts is this then happens entirely automatically, which allows me to get around my, hey, when I get to this location, run this automation for me without uh, me having to manually tap the shortcut notification that pops up, because that is really helpful. And it also means that the list of automations I have inside of shortcuts is slightly smaller um, because I have a lot of automations there and I can't name them. So I kind of have to just scroll and see if I can identify which one it is uh, based on the information available to me there, which means so using the automations inside of settings for app location and time is my preferred way if those are applicable um, because that for me works very well and I have to say I'm also running automations when focus modes start um, and that is working incredibly well for me now uh, on the most recent beta um, it it allows me to you know easily make sure that things happen or don't happen uh, for me at certain times. So for example, when I turn on my podcasting focus mode, I use my calendar to check if I'm recording iOS today. And if I am, I put my phone in light mode um, because it's easier to show uh, the the light mode version of my phone on screen, but otherwise it leaves it in dark mode. 
um, and when um, I turn on my work focus mode, it actually checks if it's a holiday and then turns it back off if it's a holiday so that I don't, you know, if, if my focus mode turns on, then it'll just turn right back off again if I'm not working, which is great. Yeah. And so I am using the public release right now of, on my phone mm-hmm. of iOS and that trigger does not work. Um, as the, currently, if, as you're listening to the show, or maybe they'll have updated by the time this releases, but it's clearly they've got it fixed in the beta builds. And I guess now, Rose, I have to put my phone back into beta mode. Thanks a lot. Um, your fault. Sorry. Uh, but Sorry. the um, but they uh, currently as shipping, when you trigger a focus mode, it does not trigger the shortcut, and that's a, that's a shame because I think it's a really great idea. It's not the end of the world though, because I've historically triggered kind of you know modes. Um, from a choose from menu list that's in the dock on my phone and, you know, mm-hmm. recording automators is one of them. It, it literally, it changes my watch face. It does a bunch of stuff, you know, because I like to, when I, um, I'm really a big fan of contextual computing and I like to really force my brain into an automator size box anytime we start recording the show. Um, mm-hmm. but it would be cool to be able to trigger that from the focus mode rather than, a shortcut trigger and it's not here yet, but it's on the way. And that's kind of really the story of shortcuts later. It's like these guys are and gals are peddling like mad behind the scenes because you can see all this great stuff coming out in the betas where they're fixing a bunch of things that um, us cranky automators have been talking about. Yes. Um, yes, they the, have the location. Uh, I wanted to mention, so the automatically turn on a focus mode when you think it should be turned on, feature has never really worked very well for me. My life is too chaotic, I think, for it to figure mm-hmm. me out. And the location one, I was really a big fan of that one, particularly because I have a focus mode called Disneyland. And I want, when I go to Disneyland, I have a special home screen. And I'm going to talk about all this later in the show. Um, but the location map that they use is too small. I mean, they don't let you change the size of the geofence. All they do is say, when you get to this address, turn it on. When you leave this address, turn it off, which is great if you work in, a, in an office building that, you know, pretty small, but mm-hmm. something the size of Dis- the Disneyland Resort, I need a much bigger fence because what happens now is I can see it turn on when I'm like pulling into the parking lot. And by the time I get to the gate, it's already turned off again. You know, it's just, it's just too small. Um, so one thing I have found with this is, um, so you add a very specific address and it shows you a, a circle on the map for that, um, but you can add multiple locations um, to this. So you can get around that by adding other locations as well, uh, which means, um, for example, for work, um, I have a couple of different uh, locations that I might go to and want my work focus mode enabled um, and only my work focus mode to be clear. Um, so I've added all of those locations. So you might be able to get away with that, David, by adding multiple Disney locations. So add the Disney uh, Disneyland parking lot and the Disneyland front gate and the Disneyland, um, you know, main park and California Adventures and so on and so forth. If you add all of the locations, then hopefully you're going to end up with a not possible to see, to be clear, um, but you know you'll end up with a series of overlapping bubbles, which then cover all of Disney. Um, might be a bit tricky, but I think you can probably do it with a bit of research to find the uh, addresses of multiple places. Uh, that said, Apple, you let us have um, the in- ever increasing circle in Find My, where we can uh, set up large circles for locations of people. 
um, to be notified. Uh, it would be really nice if we could just increase the circle in uh, focus modes as well. Feels like that's something they maybe didn't anticipate uh, large working areas, but I'm sure people working at Disney would appreciate that too. Yeah, no, this is totally working, Rose. Thank you so much. I didn't realize, it never occurred to me that I could put multiple locations, but I've now added the Disneyland Park and the parking lot. I'm going to add more once we hang up here. But the uh, yeah, I think I can make this work. There we go. Once again, Solution. troubleshooting with Rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, what I have to say is it's taken quite a bit of time of playing with these things to figure out the, the you know, the the areas where the smartness actually is smart. So just like you, my smart activation doesn't work because the vast majority of time I'm working from home and I can be sitting at my computer. And if I'm on lunch, then I might, you know, I'll, I'll turn off my work focus mode and put on my podcasting focus mode because I'm going to do some podcasting prep. But then I go back to work. And as far as my phone is concerned, I'm sitting in the same place. You haven't moved. What's going on? Yeah. And the answer is I've switched computers, um, but my phone can't see that. Um, and you would think that it would realize based on the fact that I only use one computer while I'm working and the other computers happen the rest of the time that it would know what was going on there. Um, but it, the smart activation personally, I found has not been working great. That said, time-based, location-based and app-based, 100% rock solid, loving those. Um, and I have to say the, uh, the, the app-based stuff, it seems like that would be a little bit strange, but if you're going to have a reading focus mode, for example, then you can have it trigger for multiple different applications. So for example, Instapaper, yeah. Pocket, Books, Kindle, all of them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then you, you get all of the, uh, the great stuff. Yeah. The app-based ones are solid for me as well. And, um, the, in general, the way I trigger them is through an app automation or through a shortcut automation. So, and that's just because it's been broken. I think ultimately I would like to switch it where I set the focus mode and then other shortcuts trigger to make other things happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. we keep teasing it, but we're going to go through ours in a minute. And I've got some ideas I want to share with that. Uh, before we get into that, before we start comparing shortcuts, uh, you had a good tip as well for triggering these with an app launch on the Mac, which I thought was a, a clever solution. Could you share that? Yeah. Yeah. So I use Bunch a lot of the time to switch between essentially context. So I have Bunches to launch, you know, recording automators and things like that. Um, and I want to use my podcasting focus mode for these, but triggering a focus mode on Mac as an automation seemed pretty tricky until I remembered that if you're in the gallery view of shortcuts and you have to be in the gallery view, you can't be in the edit shortcut view. And then you select um, one of your shortcuts, then you can use the file menu to add it to your dock. And then once you've added it to your dock, you can actually right click and remove it from your dock. But adding it to your dock puts um, a shortcut to it, a shortcut to your shortcut in your user's applications folder. It does not put them in the global applications folder available to everyone. It's for your specific user. But that then makes that shortcut available to all of the other apps like Alfred, Bunch, and so on and so forth. Um, And this is a great way to add um, ways to trigger shortcuts to any of your automations on the Mac because Keyboard Maestro can run these applications because they are essentially just saying, hey, I'm going to run a shortcut now. And that's it. That's all they do. Um, but it, it works really well. So now I have, um, a couple of different shortcuts for starting focus modes and ending, uh, focus modes in, in shortcuts, but they're 
basically there to be applications on my Mac. Um, there is another bonus tip that I have that at least at the time of recording is working perfectly for me. Um, and that is if you turn off Do Not Disturb, it will disable all of your focus modes or whichever focus mode is active. So if you have a focus mode enabled, you don't have to disable that specific focus mode. You can disable Do Not Disturb and it will disable your focus mode for you, which is a really nice trick to reduce the number of different automations that I need for handling focus modes. Yeah, and I do think that um, lingering focus modes can become a problem. Uh, mm -hmm. I know I've got caught in that trap a few times where I um, uh, find that I have wake up and I've had a focus mode running since yesterday, and that mm. was you know limiting the way people can get through to me. But um, there's a bunch of things to do that. I mean, one way is to automate triggering a different focus mode. You know, and yep. you can do that like like the sleep one for me turns on on Mac late at night. So at the end of the day, it always, you know, kind of changes focus to sleep mode. And then yep. uh, you could also run a time based automation to just say turn off uh, focus mode. Um, when you set the focus mode up, it gives you the ability to say, like, leave it on for an hour or until I leave this location. So there's a lot of different ways Apple goes about helping you out with this. But that is something you need to be aware of that you if you get into focus modes, make sure you've got a way to um, to remind you. And honestly, the phone makes it so easy because the lock screen of the phone shows you an icon of the current focus mode. So anytime does, you yeah. look at your phone, you know where what focus mode it's set in. So, you know, they, they obviously thought this through. And it shows it as an icon on the top of your Apple Watch uh, face as well, um, which is really nice. So, um, you know, you, you glance at your Apple Watch face and right now I can see some headphones and that's because I'm in my podcasting mode. Me too. Um, yeah, they didn't have a microphone. I feel I feel like they missed a trick there. It would have been nice to have a microphone, especially because I use Tooth Fairy, which has my AirPods Max in the menu bar as well. So I have AirPods Max next to AirPods Max. Um, but uh, it, it, it's really nice to be able to just see the focus modes everywhere. One of the things I'm doing, um, which um, perhaps is overkill for some people and for other people, they'll go, this is the absolutely perfect solution that I need, is when I turn on certain focus modes, um, I have checks run um, or just a, a schedule um, directly a shortcut in on my pushcut notification, uh, pushcut automation server. Um, so my pushcut automation server is uh, an iPod that's just sitting here and it runs pushcut the entire time. It's running the automation server. So whenever something needs to happen automation wise, it will do that for me. Um, but I schedule for in, for example, with podcasting, when I start podcasting, turning on the podcasting focus mode, that shortcut, wherever I run it, um, will send um, a uh, automation to the Pushcut automation server for in two hours, turn off the, the podcasting focus mode, sure. which is actually just, you know, turn off focus mode because it's all the focus modes. And that is because my podcasts I almost never need the two-hour window. You know, everything should be wrapped up in that time. But that means that then it's definitely going to be turned off. And I use a similar thing for uh, work days. So um, when when work is enabled, first of all, it checks if it's a holiday. And if it's a holiday, it just turns it straight back off because I don't need my work focus mode enabled. But then it checks for a couple of very specific things in my calendar um, because my doctor's surgery has a wonderful feature all of the doctors call using no caller ID. 
They don't call and it appears on your phone as the reception number or anything like that. No, it appears as no caller ID. And this is something you cannot allow through a focus mode. Or at least I have been unable to allow no caller ID through a focus mode. That is a limitation. Agreed. It is it is a limitation. It's a very bothersome limitation when your doctor's surgery uses that to get in touch with you because missing a phone call means you have to book another appointment and so on and so forth if you if the doctor doesn't call you back uh like five minutes later and you haven't realized in that time so what i do is i i I check for any of the doctor's appointments fortunately i use an app to book my appointments and so it always adds things with the same kind of name and there's the same kind of information so i look for any of those and then get the start time and turn off focus mode 15 minutes before that um, and that that works for me um, because it means that, you know, then focus modes are, uh, you know, turned off. And so I do get the phone call and then they're going, oh, yeah, I forgot that was going to come through. Well, you know, th- thanks past me for setting this up. <laughs> I am um, for a long time. I've been running timers. I keep track of my day. And so I've built up these muscles of mode switching. And I know that there's a lot of automation on this stuff. We've talked about it on the show, but to me, there is a certain bit of um, intentionality of me manually Mm -hmm. saying, okay, now I'm stopping, you know, writing briefs and I'm starting eating lunch or whatever. And so me going in and pushing that button is not that hard for me. I've, I've kind of built that muscle. So I've tied a lot of focus modes to existing shortcuts where I trigger them manually I don't have as much automation stuff, but like, I do like the idea, like when I show up at Disneyland that my Disneyland home screen just shows up and a bunch of people yeah. can't get a hold of me. Um, so uh, I, I'm using it, but I'm not using it as thoroughly as you are because I actually kind of want the ability to say, okay, now, like before we started podcasting today, it's like, that's part of the process is I've got a, a dock icon with the, the Max Barkey bolt on it. It's a choose from menu. And one of the options is, you know, podcast, the automators. And it's like, okay, now it's on. Like all this stuff Mm -hmm. starts happening, you know, and I'm doing all this through shortcuts. And for me, it was a simple matter of just adding an extra step to it programmatically saying, okay, turn on uh, podcasting focus mode. And when we finish today, as I kind of wrap up and record the ad and I always take notes that when we finish a recording, uh, when all that stuff is done, I push a button again and then I go on to the next thing. So I'm not quite as far down the automation rabbit hole as you are on this, but it's intentional. Yes. Uh, one of the things that I do try to do is I, so when, so I use Bunch when I'm recording. And so I have um, a start recording section in there, which ha- runs when I'm starting the recording. And then when I'm finishing, um, I do go ahead and say, you know, I'm done. Like I finished, I turn off that Bunch and that triggers the, um, you know, the stop recording um, or, and which is also stopping my focus mode, which works really well. But if I forget, or for example, um, on Tuesdays, I have iOS Day and then I've got ballet uh, quite soon afterwards. So I immediately run off and every so often I realize afterwards I've forgotten to turn it off, but it gets turned off automatically anyway um, by by my automation setup. So I set up my automation as a failsafe. Um, and actually one of the things I've just realized that I should build in is you can add an ID to these um, these automations that you've got scheduled. When I turn off the focus mode, um, because I am using, um, a very specific shortcut to do that on my Mac, um, through bunch. And it's not the same one that I use, um, when I turn off, um, my focus mode, uh, 
otherwise with shortcuts. I've got two shortcuts to do kind of the same thing for various reasons. Um, I should give that an ID. And then when I turn off the focus mode, I should cancel anything with that ID um, because that will then make sure that it won't turn off a different focus mode if I've enabled that afterwards. Gang, so, uh, gang did you hear that? Rose goes to ballet on Tuesdays. You just slipped that in there. How do you just slip that in there? That's awesome. It was something I've wanted to do for years. Um, for and you. I found there's a class near me and it's it's lovely. Um, and it's really, really hard work, but the teacher is wonderful. The other students are lovely. Uh, some people are taking it seriously. Some people are just doing it for fun. Other people doing it for exercise. And I'm just doing it because it's fun and I need to do more exercise. That is the best way to do stuff like this. Like I, I know that, you know, I'm playing the saxophone again and I'm no, no longer, when I was a kid, I was doing it to get in an honor band or to get a gig or whatever. Now I'm just doing it for the joy of doing it. That mm-hmm. it makes all the difference. But I, I, it's only a question of time before Rosemary Orchard shows up home from ballet tired and her robot vacuum like wheels over and unties her shoes for her or something. You know that's going to happen. <laughs> you know, right? I wear slip-on shoes to ballet for that exact reason, David. <laughs> I don't know. what. Somehow automation is going to get involved. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, when I leave the house, uh, if the robot vacuum hasn't already run that day, it runs. So, you know, there we go. It, it means that I come home and it's like, oh, wow. Hey, vacuumed. Nice. Extra bonus. Well, last point on this, because I do want to talk about our focus modes, but uh, mm-hmm. I, it's, it's just, you know, there's a lot of ways to trigger it. And I, I think that's yeah. the point we're making. And uh, whether you want to push a button like me, whether you want to have trigger automatically, uh, these focus modes, Apple has come up with a lot of solutions. They, I am very curious for myself personally, um, now that I'm going to put this beta on my phone, it'll be more, it'll be sooner than I thought. Uh, the ability to trigger the shortcut rather than from the menu item in my dock, but by triggering the shortcut by picking a focus mode, whether that becomes the, the default for me or not, I'm not sure that's going to be the case, but I want to try it out. Mm. Yes. Yeah. There, there's, there's lots of uh, good choices here. And uh, also don't forget that with the shortcuts in your menu bar, if you've got um, a shortcut in there to trigger your focus mode, then you can do that button from there as well, which is a halfway house between automation and, uh, you know, the manual uh, deliberate, deliberate choice, um, which is incredibly good. This episode of the automators is brought to you by Hunter Douglas. Just head over to hunterdouglas.com slash automators to get your free style gets smarter design guide. We all want to live well at ease in comfort and style and Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs and gorgeous fabrics and control systems so advanced they can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. That's what Hunter Douglas does. They make amazing automated shades. Hunter Douglas's shades diffuse harsh sunlight, instead casting a beautiful glow across the room. With their adaptability, you can enjoy the view outside a window without needing to give up your privacy, and you can bring this all together with Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology. This ensures that your shades will automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation, morning, noon, and night. We're all automators, gang. That's why you're listening to this show, and Hunter Douglas gets that. That's why they've added all of this great automation to their shade systems. No longer do you have to be looking for the little pole that you pull on or the string that gets stuck. Everything happens automatically with Hunter Douglas shades, and that's why I think they're a great fit for you and me. Hunter Douglas shades are compatible with all your favorite home automation systems, Amazon, Alexa, 
Apple HomeKit, Google Assistant, IFTTT, and more. And I know that listeners of this show would really love to be able to automate the stuff themselves too, helping them to integrate their shades with the other products in their home. And you can get that control with Hunter Douglas. So you can live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. Visit HunterDouglas.com automators today for your free style guide get smarter design guide with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing up your windows. That's HunterDouglas.com automators for your free design guide. And our thanks to Hunter Douglas for their support of the automators and all of Relay FM. All right, Rose, we've been teasing everybody for a while now. Let's share our focus modes. Uh, since we started, we've been talking about this podcasting one, which is the one listeners are not going to need, but maybe you could adapt this to whatever it is you do for work. Um, why don't we start with our podcast focus modes? You want to go first? Yeah. So obviously my podcast focus mode um, applies to multiple podcasts, just like yours, David. And I actually originally started out with a focus mode for each podcast, but I realized very quickly that I was essentially recreating exactly the same rules between the focus modes and trying to keep them in sync. And it just didn't make sense um, in any way, shape or form. So I have one single podcast focus mode that lets all of my wonderful podcast co-hosts through and a couple of very select applications. Um, Because in general, I don't really want most applications coming through while I'm podcasting, especially taking iOS today into account where I'm frequently sharing one of my devices on screen. I really don't want those showing up. Um, so I've got um, just, I think I've got Pushcut and um, just a few people uh, coming through there because I use Pushcut um, as my breakthrough notification system where Pushcut should be able to get through to me in any focus mode. Um, and uh, yeah, I also customize my home screen with this because I like to make sure that I only see the right apps. Um, and a another one that I did is uh, I've dimmed my lock screen so that while I'm podcasting, I won't see my phone as much. Um, I usually have it face down on the table, actually, but um, it means that the uh, the lock screen, when I see it, has this dimmed background. What about you? Mine is complicated. So I um, I trigger it at this point from a choose from menu, and I have three different shortcuts, one for each show that I make. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it does is trigger the focus mode. And then it also does some other things like it gives me a list of uh, it used to be, you know, depends on who's home and with COVID and the way things have changed. Like sometimes I actually have three people here with me. So it, cr- it creates a text message. It goes out to whoever's home saying, hey, I'm podcasting for the next two and a half hours, which is just a good way to make sure nobody tries to do any really um, bandwidth heavy internet stuff or make a lot of noise. And my, my family understands when I'm doing a show, you know, they shouldn't be doing those things. Um, and that also, you know, encourages them to leave me alone for a couple hours. Um, the, uh, it also changes my watch face. I have a red one for automators, a green one for MPU and a blue one for focused. I don't know if I really need that, but there's something about like looking at my watch and saying, I'm, recording automators it's red my Mm -hmm. only thing i should be thinking about right now is automators not what time it is and uh i don't know just like dumb stuff like that actually helps me um in terms of the focus mode itself uh, this is not one where i allow favorites through um uh because you know you know podcasting is a very as silly as it sounds 
it takes a lot of concentration to make a good show. And I don't want just anybody getting through. So the only people that can get through are my wife, my two kids, Rose, Mike, and Steven. And just like Rose, I thought about trying to make one for each show. So then I could cut out Mike and Steven, for instance, when I'm recording automators, but there's only 10. And I think if I had the ability to make 20 focus modes, I probably would do it because whatever Mike and Steven want to talk to me about at this moment, it's not as important as me making a good episode of automators. Mm -hmm. So I, I think I would actually have one for each. I just, the problem for me is numbers. I ran out of slots. Yeah. I mean, I, I considered it, but I have occasionally had things where I, I try to avoid doing back-to-back podcast recordings uh, yeah. unless completely impossible. It very rarely happens when we have to rearrange things, um, you know, when any podcast has to rearrange things and then I end up doing two on the same day. And I try to avoid that. Um, but for those times or where somebody is basically messaging me and saying, hey, I, I need to rearrange. I've had a thing come up. Uh, me being able to see that and just get an idea and then during one of the ad breaks, um, being able to just very quickly reply and say, I'm podcasting, I'll get back to you afterwards, um, is helpful because it means that they're not worrying on the other side, you know, why isn't she responding? She usually responds quickly um, yeah. and so on. But yes, I do avoid pretty much everybody else um, messaging me. Even my mom doesn't get through um, with... Um, focus modes though she is aware if there is an actual emergency i have explained this to my parents and they're both aware that this is a feature on ios uh calling three times will still get through um so that is a a good feature repeated calls will still break through a focus mode which is something that i feel is important because there are there are a few people out there who might abuse that but in general if there is an emergency hang up and dial again hang up and dial again and you get through um and uh, that 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 is quite useful, so that if there's an actual genuine emergency, somebody can still get through. Um, but uh, just in general, I try to uh, keep things minimal there, so I don't have hundreds of notifications dinging and buzzing. And the fact that it syncs across my devices means that I'm not getting notifications from random apps while I'm podcasting as well, um, because I just haven't let them through. Yeah. So, and what by letting Daisy through, she's kind of a gatekeeper for me at that point of. Something happened from my extended family and they weren't able to get through to me. And I actually do have this turned on where it sends a notification that says I'm in a focus mode, so you can't get through to me. Um, they could always get a hold of her and then she can, there is a hole in the dike for her always. Yes. So um, in terms of the apps with focus modes, you can also limit apps. The only apps I let through while podcasting are Slack, which is kind of a back-end communication portal. Uh, that a lot of times me and podcasters use together while we're making a show. So I mm-hmm. want to let those through. And in fact, during today's show, we got an admin alert from from Relay related to our show, which I don't mind getting that uh, while I'm yeah. recording. And then, of course, Zoom, you know, because we record this with Zoom. Um, yes. But uh, you, there's an option with these apps where you can say some apps have time-sensitive information like a calendar app or or, you know, different apps have different um, settings. I turn that off too. I mean, I'm, I'm very stingy when podcasting about what gets through to me because yes. this is the job right now and nothing yes. else is really more important. And yeah. all of that is triggered with a choose from menu shortcut. Now, uh, someday we're going to do this. I think we'll do a show on our podcasting like workflows because there's a whole bunch more I do on the Mac Same. to like set everything up. But, uh, and I'd like shortcuts to be able to do that, but it's really just not up to the task yet. But but this is focus mode for podcasting for me. 
uh, it's a green pair of headphones. And I, um, I do wish kind of getting back to what you said earlier about there not being a microphone. I wish there were a lot more icons with these focus yeah. modes. I feel like they, whoever did those, you know, he took an early lunch that day. They, they should have, there should be like three times as many icons. Yeah. I also have a, a bonus hidden feature, uh, or, um, fact for people that the briefcase that they use for, um, the focus mode icon is not the San Francisco symbol for the briefcase. All of the other symbols are San Francisco symbols, um, from Apple's San Francisco symbol font. Um, but that one isn't for whatever reason. I don't know why that particular one isn't. Um, but there we go. Uh, it would be really nice to have a lot more icons, um, I have to say. But uh, equally, I'm okay with it. And Apple has SF symbols. They have a mm. whole font family of symbols. So it's like, they don't even have to make them again. Just, just click more boxes. Give us more. Um, yeah. All right. Give me another focus mode. Yeah. So I have uh, a day job, um, which I rather like, fortunately. And uh, so I have a work focus mode for this. And I've allowed people in my work contact group to get through to me um, and some other people who are in um, my favorites group. And I've had to manually select those because you can only select a group uh, for uh, people um, or one group. It's not multiple groups that you can just blanket allow through. Um, Though I did discover um, during uh, one of the app breaks that if you go into the uh, people option, then the allow calls from favorites, that one can change to your groups. And then you'll actually see the group there. And that is going to automatically update, which is really useful. Um, So I've I've made sure that that is my work group. Um, And I have that automatically turn on at 9am if I'm at home um, and turn off at 5pm. And uh, that does a couple of things. It actually sets the thermostat in my office to 18 degrees. Um, and that gets turned back okay. off um, when 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 I'm not podcasting. For people going, wait a moment, what, Siberia? No, 65 degrees Fahrenheit, give or take. Um, I, I try not to overheat things. Um, but yeah, I set the thermostat in my office a little bit higher. I should have mentioned, I do that actually when I'm podcasting as well, because I'm going to be in this room for it. Um, so if, yeah, if I'm at home um, and my work focus mode turns on, um, and, uh, yeah, that turns off again and it does change my home screen. Uh, I did experiment with changing my background for this one as well and decided that was a step, uh, too far for this particular focus mode. I don't really need it for that. In fact, I found changing my background, um, or changing the wallpaper on my iPhone is something I do very much enjoy doing, but I don't want to do it as part of of a focus mode and have it change multiple times a day because that throws me a little bit. The exception being sleep mode where I very specifically set a black lock screen wallpaper Um, because then I I come back to a a, a nice one during the day and it just means that there is even less light coming from my phone uh, if I pick it up at night just to see uh, what the time is or something else. All right. Well, I've got for dueling work modes, um, I've got one as well. And mm-hmm. this one again is triggered um, off of a shortcut. But like I said, I'm gang. I'm gonna install the beta. Mm-hmm. If my phone goes up in smoke after today's show, it's we can blame Rose. That's okay. I mean, one of the things I, I should say, actually, David, is you you've just made me realize mentioning your podcast modes that of course I can trigger um, the 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 focus mode from a shortcut. Now the problem is I trigger my podcasting focus mode from the Mac. So I can't change, for example, my Apple Watch face. But if I were triggering it from the iPhone, yeah. then I could change my Apple Watch face um, and then set the focus mode from there. 
Um, so I might have to experiment with um, an ask before running option, or maybe I can just use the calendar. I can use the calendar to figure out what podcasts I'm recording and change my watch face depending on that. I'll figure that out. Well, you know, That's it, homework for me. It's a funny point. I mean, you can absolutely trigger these from the Mac, but I found myself triggering these nearly exclusively from my choose from menu shortcuts because it also mm -hmm. triggers. I didn't mention earlier. I also trigger a timer when I start mm -hmm. podcasting the automator. So it's a special timer that gets thrown and stuff like that. Um, one of the things I'm jealous of because I haven't been able to get the, uh, the automation to trigger based on me setting the focus mode is on the Apple watch. If you swipe up from the bottom, mm -hmm. you can pick any one of your focus modes and trigger it from your wrist. And I think that is really cool. And um, maybe that would be the thing that pushes me over the edge. If I have a reliable automation trigger that says when I put it in work mode or when I put it in podcast mode, then run the shortcuts that sends the text message out and sets the timer and does all the stuff that I like to do. Um, that would be really cool. So I'm going to be playing with that as this, as this uh, automation trigger gets more stable, but going to work mode, I do have a particular home screen for work mode mm -hmm. and it shows that like, an omni-focus view of my work-related tasks for the day. Not personal, just work, because I can do that with mm -hmm. a custom perspective. It shows a version of, of a Fantastical that gives me a list of my events for the day. Yep. It, it puts a lot of my work-related apps right on the screen for me. You know, like Slack, I work in a lot. Basecamp, I work in a lot. Obsidian and Drafts. So a bunch of apps show up that I, that I generally use for this stuff. And now in terms of you know, the permissions that I give through work mode, this is one where I do allow VIPs through. I'm, if you're a VIP and I'm working, you can still get through to me. So that solves the problem of my wife and my kids and my sisters, you know, they can get a hold of me. I don't have to uh, punch a specific hole for them in this wall because they're always on my VIP list. Um, but I also have all the people in my life that are related to work and just keeping this to the Max Barkey side of my life, you know, JF Brissett, who's like, he's my, he's my, uh, a huge help to me with a lot of things I do. You know, Adina does a lot of graphics for me. Leilani does a lot of like a, a virtual assistant stuff. And, you know, I've got Steve and Mike, you TJ, some of the people that work with me, I, I've carved holes for them. And mm -hmm. they, when I'm in work mode, they can get a hold of me. And then in terms, and I also allow favorites, like I said, in terms of apps, I, I'm more permissive with apps, uh, OmniFocus, Basecamp, Slack, you know, all the work-related apps, they get through because I'm doing stuff. Um, interestingly, I almost never carve holes for messages because it's always allowing messages through by people, um, yeah. not by by the app itself. And I also allow time-sensitive messages when I'm yes. in work mode. I mean, this is much less restrictive than what I do with podcasting because I'm just working. It's different from being on a live mic to, you know, being working on a contract or writing a blog post. Yes, yes. And I think that is the thing, isn't it? Some of this is about analyzing the different hats that we wear and also to some extent which hats we aspire to wear and maybe, you know, struggle to do that with because um, – uh, for example, for work, I um, I do allow, for example, due to come through as a notification from the application because I frequently set due alerts for myself throughout the day based on things that I need to do. So, for example, um, you know, after lunch, I need to go and do um, this thing, you know, like put on a load of laundry and things like that. It sounds really silly, but I do work from home and I should be remembering uh, to do things like that if I have that possibility and 
if it doesn't affect my work, of course. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I, I've played with these things. And the other thing is, is I found um, sometimes it's worth sitting back and looking at the end of the day at what notifications came through and were silenced during my focus mode yeah. um, and what things, um, you know, what things did come through and interrupt me. Um, because one that I somehow found it made it into my work focus mode, uh, allow list was, um, eBay. I have no idea how I got in there. I think, I think something went very wrong on a beta at some point because there, there was eBay and something else. I don't <laughs> even remember what, yeah. um, and it was sending me notifications for a saved search. And I, it, again, a saved search. I don't even remember setting up. I probably set it up a very long time ago. That's why. Um, but it was, uh, one of those things where it's like, why, why is this coming through? I'm going to go change this. And of course you can't change this from the notifications themselves. Um, if you swipe right, there's options. Um, and you can actually mute a notification or an app for an hour or for today. Um, but if you go to the settings, then you don't get the option to allow it into a focus mode or not. So you have to go back to the focus mode settings for those um, to to allow them. But I found some review definitely has helped me with getting these things set up because it means that I am just more accurate um, about doing these um, and and having you know and enjoying uh, doing these things as well. Um, so, and I'd add to that the inverse is also true. If you go at the end of the day and you see one that got silenced, you're like, "Oh, I actually would have liked to have received that notification." Yes, maybe it's a particular person that you had never thought of to include as an exception or an app. Um, uh, in very little time, you can tune these to really work for you. Yes, definitely, um, and that is you know something that is. Um, worth remembering that you, first of all, you're not going to get this perfect right off the bat. Um, and secondly, you can tune it as you go. It's very easy to tune as you go. Um, and I, I, I really like that. One of the things that you realized earlier, David, with, or you, you made me realize earlier, sorry, with your Disneyland podcast is I have a fitness, um, uh, focus mode. And this is one of the, um, I don't, don't think it's a default one, but it's one of those sort of recommended ones that Apple will let you set up. Yeah. Um, and, um, the, the fitness focus mode, I've just added the location of my ballet studio to it because yeah. whenever I go to my ballet studio, I'm only going there for ballet. I don't go there for anything else. So I want my fitness focus mode and that will set my watch face for me, um, which is ideal. And then when I leave, it will turn off my fitness focus mode, which sets my watch face back to my usual preferred watch face. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, that that that's something that I I realized. Hang on a minute, this is really useful. And honestly, with my um, with my fitness focus mode, I have just got my favorites um, in there. Um, and I've got push cut again for certain notifications for home based things that I might need to push through, but. I, I probably won't be getting any of those while I'm podcast uh, while I'm while I'm doing ballet. Um, but it is really nice to just have the calls from favorites. Um, so if somebody's calling me and they're my favorites, they'll get through. And that's pretty much it. This episode of Automators is brought to you by Inga Companies from Cadence Bank. Small and mid-sized businesses are how people turn their passions into their livelihood. But owning a business comes with a whole host of questions. How do I get started? What type of business loan is right for me? How do federal reserve policies affect my business? And when should I create a succession plan? That's where Cadence Bank can help. On their podcast, Inca Companies, they put together their extensive knowledge to guide you through the life cycle of a business from start to sale. 
If you have a business or think you're starting one, this podcast will give you the strategies to help you navigate opportunities and the financial and managerial tools you'll need. I listened to the episode on new beginnings, getting ready to start your business. And I've really found it incredibly helpful and a really good reminder to hear how they were talking about business creation as an analogy to a marathon, not a sprint. Because I'm sure most of us, when we get started on something new, get excited, sink in all of our energy and realize we're still quite a long way from completion. And so seeing what they've got mapped out and how they put it together so it is more like a marathon is incredibly useful. I think you'd enjoy this podcast if you are planning on starting your own business, you have your own business, or you've got family or friends who are starting a business because it can give you a lot of knowledge that might be helpful. They also cover the trials of starting a new business and what you can do to ensure your position to succeed, bulletproof business plans, funding options, and how to develop relationships with key stakeholders. And guests include Ted Alessio, who is a treasurer at Cadence Bank, as well as Ross Vaughan who's Cadence Bank's Executive Vice President of Commercial and Industrial Lending. Listen to brand new podcasts of Cadence Bank's In Good Companies on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Go now and check it out. Search for In Good Companies wherever you get your podcasts. Our thanks to In Good Companies for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so we've got through two each. We both have a lot. Um, let's, uh, let's start uh, going uh, through some more of them. Uh, yeah. One of my favorites is reading mode, and you talked mm-hmm. about it earlier. You can trigger this. Like for me, one of the triggers for this is if I open the Kindle app because I read yep. a lot in the Kindle app. And so that brings it up. But uh, it, this is a fairly um, – it's fairly permissive on people for me. Um, like all my family and my key podcast partners get through. And in fact, now that mm-hmm. I look at this, I actually could just turn this one off with all, I could just allow VIPs and nobody else and it would work the same way. You know, sometimes yeah. there's more than one way to scratch a cat. Um, yeah. And then uh, the other thing is in terms of apps, I don't allow any app notifications, but mm-hmm. I do allow time sensitive app notifications. Right. Like if I'm reading, I don't want Slack messages coming through unless it's from you, you know, or yeah. a message. So, so this one is kind of permissive in some ways and less permissive in other ways. I've got a really cool um, home screen when I do this though. I, I really like the way that home screen came out here. Let me turn it on so I can just show you. Maybe uh, we'll figure out a way to share some of these home screens, but I've got the um, Audible, Kindle, uh, I've got Obsidian and Day One here because I actually take notes sometimes on books in different contexts. I've got the Apple Books app. Did you know the Apple Books app does not have a widget? How crazy is that? Oh. Apple Apple makes the Apple Books app. It does not have a widget. <laughs> and then I've got uh, a widget for Reader. Um, although I don't you really use reading mode in Reader that often, my, my RSS mm-hmm. stuff. But but the main thing I do with this, this screen is Kindle, and then I take a lot of notes on books I read. So um, I'm really happy with this one. And um, again, just having my home screen light up with just those apps really helps. Yeah. We didn't mention earlier that these home screens are device-based, even though you mm-hmm. can share these uh, focus modes across devices. So on the iPad, I have a different home screen that's related yep. to reading mode. And um, and that one triggers, I use a bigger version of the Kindle widget, for instance, on the iPad. Um, yep. But you can um, you can set them up for each device. And it's a little labor intensive, but it doesn't take that much. And it brings me joy and delight. So I would, I would recommend giving it a shot. 
Yes. Yeah. I, I I do pretty much the same thing. I've been experimenting recently with the personal focus mode, which uh, Shortcuts ships with. This is one of the default ones that will just sit in the list and say set up next to it if you haven't set it up yet. Um, and I've been playing with this a little bit versus the standard do not disturb. And I found that both of them are the kind of thing that I will turn on for an hour or until I leave this location. And I'll trigger that usually from control center, where if you tap and hold um, on it, then you can tap on the three dots next to something, uh, next to one of your focus modes. Um, And that will let you go to the settings and you can say, turn this on for an hour until tomorrow morning, until I leave this location, or if there's a calendar event currently running until the end of this event. Um, And I've been using both of them for that. I've found do not disturb is great if I'm just trying to like, I I just really want to just, concentrate on some things and not have anything get through to me for like an hour or so and then I can come back and 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 get you know let let interruptions come back into my life um and personal is a slightly more permissive version of that where in general I don't want any notifications but I guess if you're one of this very select group of people I'll let you through um but other than that it's basically just for Rose needs to actually get on and do some things around the house like uh I was replacing a light switch the other day and my phone started buzzing and i was like okay nope personal focus mode done next um well and and, and that is a great candidate for the off hours focus mode you know we talked earlier about the problem of well you know you can let work messages through but when you turn off focus modes all work messages come through anyway whereas Mm -hmm. if you had a personal focus mode you could turn off you know you could make it so you don't get work messages when you're in personal time my my problem with that is that you it, you can't default opt applications into that. So if I install something new and I'm trying it out, then the notifications will get silenced by that automatically. Yeah. Um. Which which is good and bad. Um. But in general, I found uh, most of the time I don't need focus modes. I've been pretty good at actually t- cranking down the number of notifications I can and do get at various times. Going back to what you mentioned at the beginning with the Basecamp feature, that Slack has that too, where you can say, "Don't send me notifications outside of these hours." Yeah. Um. And I've got that set up in all of my Slacks and actually on my iPhone, um, and iPad. Uh, another tip for people: Slack has two applications. Slack EMM, which is the enterprise mode, and Slack. So if, like me, you're in lots of Slacks because, you know, various uh, development groups, for example, may or may not use um, Slack for some of their core users to get feedback on things and try things out and let certain users communicate with one another, I've put those in the regular Slack application. And then the Slacks that are really important where I definitely want to just be able to whitelist Slack if I if I know that I need to be able to get all notifications from that, um, then uh, I have those in the Slack EMM app. So for example, Relay is in there, as is my day job. Um, but my day job, the Slack settings are no notifications outside of pretty much core working hours. Yeah, I'm glad you have that turned on because you and I are so far apart. I have ideas. Sometimes I slack you and I always want to make sure I'm not like waking you up at two in the morning. So please keep that no, turned no, on. I, yeah, I keep that yeah. turned on and I am very careful about what notifications I'll let through. If you did call me at 3 a.m., then you would get through because you're one of those people that's allowed to call me. And wow, you have power. actually had to do that once. Yeah. Um, when I yeah, thought you were because- lost. 
<laughs> yes, yes. You thought I, I'd been abducted on a plane. It turns out that I was on a plane the next day, not the day everybody thought. Yeah. Uh, there was some miscommunication there, yeah. but yes. There, there was a day where Sal Segoyan and David Sparks thought we'd lost Rosemary Orchard, and it was a very yes. scary day. It was a scary day, but you hadn't lost me. But if I'd been using sleep focus mode, then I could have actually said, but don't let David Sparks through. Yeah. But I, I don't. Um, my sleep focus mode is essentially dim the phone down. I do actually have a sleep uh, uh, background or sorry, sleep home screen, yeah. which is an empty home screen. Yeah. It just it I, it just gives me my dock icons because your dock icons will never change um, uh, with your with your home screen changes. But it just gives me an empty home screen. So I won't easily tap into certain applications while I'm sleeping. I just I don't have that. Um, I don't have those options. And it does change my my wallpaper to black for me. Um, but I pretty much other than that left it as default. All right. So a couple of things I want to follow up on. First of all, you mentioned do not disturb. Uh, one of the advantages with this new focus mode is you can actually hack do not disturb. Like on hmm. do not disturb now, Daisy, Sarah, and Samantha can all get a hold of me, even on do not disturb. So my family can reach me anytime. And Mm-hmm. That makes it easier for me to press the do not disturb button. Because, you know, when right. you have a wife and kids, if something happens where they need you, you don't ever want to not be there for them. So right. Um, so you can actually hack do not disturb. So I'd recommend checking that out if you're interested. Um, sleep mode, I do as well. I have that one. I'm using Apple's sleep mode feature where it turns on at 1030 and stays on until 630. I have a specific home screen for that as well. Um, actually, let me just kind of go over. I, there, there are certain people that I let through, of course, you know, same thing. And it's mm-hmm. largely personal. Yeah. And then I, the home screen I use for it is, is a little more um, inclusive than what Rosemary has done. Um, for me, with sleep mode, let me just turn on so I can see it here. Um, I have a couple things. I, I have the uh, widget of the clock because sometimes right. if I wake up in the night, I'll see, well, what is it? I have a widget of the weather. So if I wake mm-hmm. up, I can see what the weather is like. Is it raining right now? You know, it happens so rarely. Um, I have it display a battery widget, which just tells me how the battery is on things. And then I have the a big button for the drafts inbox. Because, you know, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and my brain is racing with an idea. And I just have to get it out of my brain so I can go back to sleep. And I found the easiest way to do that is just open drafts and dictate or type in a quick note. Daisy's a deep sleeper, so it doesn't bother her either way. And then I can go back to sleep. So I've, it's like in case of emergency, press button, inbox to drafts, you know. And, All right. Um, You've given me an idea here, David. I'm officially modifying my um, my my sleep um, uh, home screen right now, yeah. right at the second, because one of the things that uh, happened to me on Monday this week um, was I woke up and I was genuinely confused about what day it was. It kind of felt like it was still Sunday. Um, yeah. And to compound this confusion, my upstairs <laughs> neighbor who drives to work and works a nine till five job is apparently yeah. on holiday this week because I went to the kitchen and his car was there. Yeah, um, yeah. And that meant that I, I I asked a HomePod and then I Googled what day of the week it was just to be sure that my HomePod, my phone and the neighbor's car weren't <laughs> lying to me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I had to double check. And that happens every so often where I wake up and I'm like, oh, gosh, what what time is it? Like, is it really that time? So I'm adding an inbox button for drafts and I'm going to add the the clock um, as well to my... Well, the clock um, isn't going to tell you what day it is, though. You're going to put a calendar No, but if I this. add the clock and a calendar, then I can... I can yeah. uh, 
do that. Uh, I may end up actually using widget pack and just adding a medium sized widget that just says the day of the week and updating that every day at midnight. Yeah. Um, that that's probably the way I'm going to go with that actually. So I will put that on my list of things to do after the show. Cause I think that one's going to take a few more minutes than, uh, just, uh, something that I can quickly add drafts to that screen while, uh, while we're on the air, but yes, uh, it's really useful. The other thing I have on it is a as a Kindle a widget, so I can if I wake up and I feel like I'm just not going to go back to sleep, I can read a book for a little while. And um, mm. um, and if worse comes to worse, I'll just get out of bed and work. I mean, once I wake up, if I can't go back to sleep, I I don't hang around a long time. But anyway, yeah. that's so that's sleep. Um, a couple others here. Um, uh, I've got I mentioned the Disneyland one earlier. And that's just because that's a place my family and I go. We go there like once a week. And I wanted to have a real simple thing there. And I also didn't want to be interrupted by clients. You know, I mean, if you're there with your family, um, that is truly family time. So I've got a a um a focus mode that's very restrictive about work-related contacts, although Rosemary can always contact me. Rose, Aww. you get through. Thank you. Um, and, and this is one where I let VIPs through, you know, because I think it makes sense, you know, um, if uh, someone's on a VIP list, just because you're having fun at Disneyland, you should be able, they should be able to get a hold of you. Um, the big use of this one, really, I think more than the, the notification limitation is the home screen, you know, because there's all this stuff you do when you're at Disneyland where you need a, a completely different home screen. Mm-hmm. And I, so I, I do that. Like the home screen for Disneyland has the, the current day weather in a larger size widget. It's a medium size widget, but it gives me hourly weather. So if, if I get rain coming in or whatever, yes. uh, battery status really matters when you're there because you're burning up a lot of battery, you take pictures and, all that. And with the Apple, I even have the Apple magnetic battery. I wanted to see what the status of that is when I plug it in. So I have Mm -hmm. the small size battery widget that shows me the status of my watch phone and battery. I've got again, the clock widget, which is weird, right? But it's really good being able to just look down and see what time it is. And then I've got a series of apps that I only use a lot at Disneyland, you know, photos, Instagram, the camera app is on my home screen. I never put the camera app on my home screen, but I put it there when I'm at Disneyland. And then at Disneyland these days, everything runs on their app. So I've got the Disneyland app there, messages and the phone, so I can get a hold of my family when we're there. But it's just a different um, context, you know? So the home screen changes. And now with Rose's great advice, it's going to happen automatically when I get there and leave. But it's not hard to know that I'm in the Disneyland focus mode after I leave, because I just open my home screen and it's all the Disneyland stuff, so I can switch it back easily enough. But I'd, I'd like to automate that. You got another one? Uh, yes. Uh, so um, aside from those ones, there's also the driving one. Now, I have set this up. So one of the features you can use um, with these focus mode automations, depending on which one it is, um, for example, fitness will has an option to turn on and off automatically when you start and end a workout. Yeah. And you don't have to enable that. Driving can also activate when connected to car Bluetooth automatically with CarPlay or manually. Um, And I've set this up for manually because actually most of the time when I'm driving, I'm driving somewhere not very far away and I do want people um, to be able to get in touch with me. And the announce notifications feature is amazing. However, I still have the driving focus mode. It turns off notifications um, from people. It only allows calls through um, from my favorites and some other people. Um, and I turn that on manually. Um, if 
if I if I need it. Um, and that that means, you know, if I'm driving somewhere further away or somewhere I don't know where I'm going, then I will turn that on to uh, help me focus more on my driving. Uh, but if it's five minutes down the road to the supermarket, the chances are I'm not going to get a notification in that time period anyway. So I'm fine without enabling that automatically because it means that I, uh, I won't miss something should something, you know, interesting or important happen. And I will then be able to deal with it immediately. Um, but uh, yeah, I turn on the focus mode. I use the watch for that one as well. Um, if you are in a focus mode on your watch and you swipe up, if you tap and hold, then you can jump straight into another focus mode because uh, I do do that at times. I switch straight from one focus mode to another. I don't disable it first. Yeah, yeah, that works. And uh, I actually have the driving one turned on automatically where it just, mm-hmm. when it thinks I'm driving, which is yeah. kind of funny if I'm riding my bike fast, it thinks I'm driving if I'm in the passenger seat, thinks I'm driving, but I don't mind that. And honestly, anytime I can get less notifications is a win for me. So <laughs> I've got my notifications pretty well cranked down so that I'm not going to be getting unimportant things while driving because I, I've one of the things focus modes has made me do is look at the notifications I'm getting. And I've changed a lot of them to default to the lock screen rather than sh- sending me a notification, they'll appear on the lock screen. So I'll see them when I review, but they're not going to interrupt what I'm doing. Um, and that that has been a really good side effect of getting into focus modes with all of the automations um, as part of that, because it means that I've looked at these things with a more critical eye and realized how many things were interrupting me or bothering me that I perhaps had ignored up until now. I've also got one called Deep Focus, and as I'm looking at it here, it's really not much different than Do Not Disturb. I let my family through, and I, just a couple apps. And um, sometimes, you know, uh, uh, Cal Newport wrote a book years ago called Deep Focus that really I think is a great book. Um, and the idea of it is like we get you know between two and four hours a day of actual work done. And I really like to have time during the day where nobody can interrupt me and I can really just dial in on something. And um, so deep focus is there for that. Um, And I also have one called screencasting, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a bunch of settings uh, when I'm screencasting because it's different kinds of notifications I need while screencasting. But largely, I don't want a lot of notifications coming in because a lot of times I'm screencasting on the actual device. So um, that's a very kind of industry specific focus mode. But once you start adding these up, you can see I, I filled up 10 pretty quickly. I, yeah. I think one of my complaints is I'd like to have more. Yeah, I feel like 10 is just some arbitrary number that somebody somewhere said, yeah, sure, let's set a maximum of, yeah. I don't know, 10. And it kind of stuck. And I feel, you know, for, for a lot of people, sure, they're probably going, well, I guess between um, say work and school and family time, sleeping, driving. Yeah, let's swap five. Um, but I feel like maybe you should be experiment with different kinds of work. Like you have your deep focus. Um, I'm going to be adding work meetings, which yeah. will crank down even further the number of notifications I get while in a work meeting. And I'll just enable that for an hour. And when that disables, um, it'll um, I'm going to set up um, uh, an automation um, for this. You do have to do these automations on your phone. You can't do them on your Mac. But that's fine because my phone is always um, on, even if it's not necessarily with me. Um, and when I disable my my work meeting, then it will check whether or not um, I'm still within work time. And if it is, then it'll turn on um, my work focus mode again for me. So I'll go straight from work meeting to work focus mode. Um, 
unless it's the end of the day, which occasionally happens. Um, so uh, yeah, I think it's it's worth experimenting with these things a little bit. And also, you know, purely from the different home screens perspective, even if you, I don't know, regularly went to Disneyland and, or say, for example, you live in Florida, you regularly go to Disney World and Universal. You shouldn't necessarily create a generic theme parks uh, focus mode. You should probably look at two because you'll want different applications in different places. Um, And so having different home screens for that makes perfect sense. And also I feel like maybe it would be kind of against the rules to have a Disney app on your home screen when you're in Universal. I don't know. It it probably isn't. Nobody's going to tell you off, but it just feels kind of wrong, right? Maybe your phone would just catch on fire. You just don't know. Possibly, possibly, possibly. I I do, though. I really don't want to understate the impact of having these home screens change and putting Mm. the the time in to make custom home screens because, um, you know, contextual computing is something I'm never going to stop talking about. But Anytime you can get your computer to give your brain a nudge to do the Mm -hmm. kind of work you're supposed to be doing at that moment is a win. And this is really doesn't take that long to set these up. And, um, you know, I, I guess what I'd like to say is we're kind of getting towards the end here is that these focus modes can be as simple or complex as you want. Rosemary and I have done some that are super complex, but you start out making some simple ones. You can trigger them very easily. Um, you can go all the way down the automation rabbit hole if you want, or you can just open up the control center and hit the button. But either way, um, I think this stuff is great. And they are, by their very nature, automation friendly because they're automating things, you know, like yeah. it would be so difficult to go in and change notification settings every time you go from working on your day job to, you know, wanting to be, you know, a gamer or going to ballet, right? Yeah. I heard Gray talking about this very a problem on Cortex a while ago, and then focus modes came along, and that pretty much solved the problem for him. And I feel, you know, a lot of us can do with without certain notifications at certain times of day. Yeah. So it, it, it's great that we now have this as an option, and also that they built so much automation into the focus mode settings themselves with the turning on and off um, and so on, because that is really critical for people who are just getting started being able to do this without having to open the shortcuts app um even is is really great and then you know once you've dipped your toe in the water by all means open up the shortcuts app and have a play there too and here's the selfish part when you're done figuring this out you need to go to talk.automators.fm and Mm -hmm. tell us the cool ones because we want to steal them that's really why we just made this show so we want to hear what you're doing too yes yes you know, you, you can be a good artist or you can be a great artist and steal. And we love sharing all of our ideas with each other so everybody can steal from each other. And that is one of the many things that you can do in the Automators Forum, including asking for help if you get stuck on things or sharing cool things that you've created uh, with any kind of automation application or solution. In the meantime, we are the Automators. We appreciate you listening to the show. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. We want to thank our sponsors. It's our friends at Smile, Hunter Douglas, and In Good Companies from Cadence Bank. We'll see you next time. Goodbye.